How's it going, guys? Episode 44 of the All In Podcast, uh, here with one of my favorite people in the world, uh, Mr. R- Brian er- Erigbu from uh, the Houston <laughs> market. Erigbu. Erigbu. And we're going to get that down right before the end of the episode. But <laughs> but one of my favorite people in the entire nation here, uh, one of my, my favorite you know uh, wholesalers, real estate investors, entrepreneurs uh, in the entire nation. And um, I'm so excited for this episode, brother. My name is Carlos Reyes. I'm a serial entrepreneur out of Phoenix, Arizona with my partner. Alex Sines, guys, 23-year-old real estate entrepreneur. Welcome to today's podcast. It's going to be it's going to be a good one, man. The energy's been right since, uh, yeah, uh, since, he, <laughs> since he landed this morning, so I uh, can't wait to uh, This has been a long this. time coming, Yeah, right? we've been trying to make this <laughs> We've been happen. trying to get him out here for a while. I mean, my <laughs> man, yeah. how far is that flight? Like three hours? Yeah, three hours, three yeah. Hours. So it's not like we're getting you out here from Miami. You no, know what I mean? No, Miami is just crazy, the right? scheduling, man, you know? No, I get it, man, and I, and I respect I respect that. I respect that. You know, I love I love how you prioritize things. You know, that's uh, that's that's the right way. Um, so, Brian, man, my brother, thank you for being here, man. Well, thank you, man. Welcome. Thank y'all for having me, man. You are. Uh, you were serving people, I believe, before even we were serving people, right? Was he yeah, was yeah. he out there yeah, already, yeah. like he, serving people? You you probably were, man. You right? When did you? I know that you've been in the game since 2016. But when did you start like serving people? So that's interesting. So actually, I started like in real estate in 2014, and I was really just kind of doing my thing, and and I felt it was working for me, and I was like, wow. And so I started sharing. Um, and it was one of those things where, you know, the majority of people, because I really, my social media platforms is really about fitness. I'm really big in, you know, in fitness. I haven't been lately, but. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen you, bro. Uh, you have, uh, last time I saw him, like, wait, what is going on? Like, this dude had like an eight pack. <laughs> I've never seen an eight I need, pack. I need to get it back in 2020. But um, what had happened was I started sharing because I'm like, wow, like, this is this is crazy. You can make this much money. You can do this. And I started sharing it. Nobody was listening, bro. Mm. It was just kind of like. If you start getting on your uh, platform and start yeah. s- selling tummy tea, it's like it was like, "What Brian talking? About? Are you talking about real estate now?" Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. and I just kept going, and eventually people started. Wait, so you had a pivot from like uh, like a fitness guy to like, oh, the real estate, exactly. you know? So you were trying to serve people with like health and physical and you know fitness things yeah. like that. Right, right. So brand, you know, I was just you know uh, just came out of college um, and basically just a normal working guy, but I was big into fitness. Okay. And so, you know, I would share things like that. But when I got into real estate myself and started getting some yeah. of the benefits, I started just sharing real for estate. free. Yeah, and just giving the game away. Like, Yo, yeah, you can do this, you could do that. Yep, and giving the game away. People was probably like, "Man, what are you talking about real estate now?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Okay. And eventually, uh, people started paying attention. You know, because well, that that pi- that that move probably only take a few months, right? For pe- a few months, maybe a year max, where. They took. They started taking you more serious on a you know real estate entrepreneur I think they level. They take you start. They start taking you serious when you start showing some proof. Ooh, yeah. You start yeah, showing think, receipts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, mm-hmm. so when I started talking real estate, it's kind of like, oh, we talking real estate now, right? Yeah. But then when you start, you know, showing some things, I'm you like, showed a check or two. Yeah. And, and they then, gravitated towards and that. And people yeah. open their eyes. Yeah. So. You know, it's it sucks, right? It sucks that like, a lot of people are like that. You know, a, a lot of people are like that. There, you know, a lot of folks are non-believers. It's almost like you have to, you know, take them to the bank and or you know, and show them like, listen, this is what's going on, right? Yeah. Because it just people are skeptics, man. Like, think about it: ninety-nine, ninety-seven to ninety-nine percent of the world, they're skeptics. Right. 
right? If you tell them, hey, you can be a millionaire in two years or one year, they'll be like, what am I going to do, win the lottery, you know? Yeah, they'll – Right? They're skeptics. They're skeptics. I heard the – like a meme or or a phrase and somebody said a lot of times people are struggling because they think everything is a scam. Mm. And it's not. It really is that you really can get out there and – I thought I saw Sis Shanika post that. Probably so. A few a few weeks ago on her uh, yeah on her group. I heard the best thing. I got into like uh, network marketing when I was like sixteen, and and I heard the best. Was Herbalife? It was uh, it was actually called ACN and Verve. Oh ACN, yeah, that was uh, like a digital uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah, digital company yeah. yeah. But uh, they said you can't be broke and a skeptic at the same time, Mm. and that's that's what hit me because I'm like I'm broke and I'm over here thinking this is a scam. Let's give it my best shot. And ultimately, network marketing didn't work for me, but it led me to meet the people that led me to met, meet the real estate people that right. led me to this point now. So That's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's amazing, man. Um, so real quick, you know, I want you to just give us a breakdown um, of, of who you are, man, and, you know, your struggles, mm-hmm. um, where you come from, how you grew up, the type of family you come from. Right, right. Um, you know, how long you've been grinding mm-hmm. n- on a corporate level. And right. then when you finally said, you know what, um, I'm just going to go all in. Right. Gotcha. So, yeah, if you can just give us a, a, a brief summary of that, man, we would love to, yeah. to hear that because I'm sure a lot of people out there can resonate with what you're about to say. And, and before you go, guys, do me a favor and share this to as many groups and people as possible. We, we want to get this up because. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This has been a long time coming. We take I don't know if you noticed this. We're very selective with the people we bring onto this podcast. Absolutely, very selective, right? Outside of a few people in our community, like you know David Blank, Zachary Keeps, mm-hmm. um, uh, real you know real estate Diddy Keith Everett. Outside of you know uh, you, the only other people that sit in that chair has been Charlie Rocket, Grant Cardone, you know, and our and my spiritual mentor. Christian Ferris from Tampa uh, and his brother, John Ferris. So we're very selective because there is so much fluff out there right now. It's it's crazy. I only want people to be served and I want people to be served from the right people, you know, ethical people, people that have core values, you know, because you'll never misguide or you're, you're never misguide or misdirect someone for your own interest, you know? And that's what I've noticed about you. You've always been an extremely humble person. You've always spoken from your heart. Uh, you've always tried to serve as much as you can, you know, with the capacity, right. you know, that you can. So, um, you know, I, I really want to say thank you for that, man. Thank you so much for that. Thank and you. Um, the other thing is just, you know, let us know because I know a lot of people can resonate with your story. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, I really admire you guys' story, man, like the, you know, the the, the gladiator, you know, from the bottom up, you know, uh, love it. My story is, you know, a lot different. Um, it, we didn't come from poverty, but we also wasn't, you know, by far just had it, right? For sure. So if you ask yeah. your mom for some Jordan, she's going to say, you got Jordan money, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so it was like the middle class, um, uh, my, uh, Ni- my last name, Nigerian, so I am Nigerian. Um, okay. And, you know, they're the foreigners. They're really big on education. So when I came up, it was really sure. like, hey, go get you a job. The, the tip, like the exact um, photo of, of rich dad, poor dad. Like that was me and my family. As wow. As, yeah. You know, as far as the educated, you know, father as a doctorate degree. Um, wow. My, uh, my younger you. sister just graduated from pharmacy school. 
Uh, my younger brother, he uh, actually graduated from Princeton at 20. Right? I was at the 20? O- wow. At 20, he skipped two grades. I was the only one that stopped after a four-year degree. I stopped because I was... Wait, you have a degree? Yeah, I have a degree. And what, what is it? Biology, minor in chemistry. So That's, we're sitting here with an educated man. <laughs> so, so, so I actually, you know, um, I was always taught to, hey, go to go to school, go to college. So I actually went to college. I did the fraternity thing. I actually enjoyed college and everything. And I got me a job. Uh, first out is like a teacher, right? And I'm like, man, you know, I, I spent this for education. Um, you know, um, I'm now a school teacher. You know, working eight hours a day, standing on my feet. You know, teaching. And making forty, I think like forty one thousand dollars a year. A year, yeah. And after like four years of teaching, I'm like, bro, this is this is terrible. You know, yeah, it's like it's not yeah. enough. You know, it's so so uh, so many restrictions. And you know, my family, of course, was like, go get some more degrees. <laughs> like, go, it's the go only get way you're gonna yeah. get more. That's, yeah, that's how you get more yeah. money, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually started my master's degree. And I was looking, because it was a two-year program, and I was looking, okay, when I finish this master's degree, how much is my salary going to go up? It was going to go up. I was going to get like a $2,000 raise oh, for having a master's degree. Like so, $2,000 for the year? Annual. Oh, my yeah. God. So it was going to go from 41000 to like 43000 And at this time, I was like, bro, you know what? This this ain't the way, right? So I was I started looking at people with two-year degrees making like hundred k, And so I ended up like... Got the degree, ended up doing something that didn't have anything to do with my degree. It was a trade. I got in the refinery uh, world and started, mm. got a six-figure job, and that was with ExxonMobil, the Fortune yeah. 3 company I was That's talking amazing. to you about. And wow. I just kind of rode that along, and I was kind of like, like you know. Uh, cause, what, you know what did you do with them? So uh, I was you? a process operator, um, and basically what you do is it's really not a kind of high-level job. You really just look at gauges and instruments and just make sure nothing is messing up, you know. Really? Just monitor things. And you didn't go to school for that? No, I, I took so, like one class, but that's that's. So how crazy. did that even happen? Because this happens a lot in America, right? Yeah. You you go you, you pay forty to sixty thousand dollars for an education. You get a forty thousand dollar job. The ROI is right, trash. and and then and then it's like you end up doing something completely different because you end up finding out like you know what this is probably not what I want to do, or this just is not going to take care of the bills, you right. know. So how did you even get into uh, oil refinery, you know that 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 kind of. Uh... So I felt like so like like stupid because I, I started to notice that the average person that was leaving with a four year degree was literally making about forty to sixty thousand dollars. But a lot of these two year trade yeah. degrees, oh, they was coming out making like anywhere from like sixty to eighty. Wow. And so after I had my four year degree, because my parents put it in my head, you need to be educated. And after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, education is not necessarily formal education. Mm-mm. Specialized knowledge is what Spe- yep. you know is, pays yep. the biggest returns. Yep. yep. You know, I looked. I was like, you know, even though I did all this for this four year degree, you know, so now I'm overqualified for that two year, right? Mm-hmm. I took like one class or whatever, and then I was able to, you know, kept applying and I, and I got that job. So that's how I transitioned. What a blessing. What a blessing, man. So you got where were you where were you this job, where were you operating in? Like the Houston area, uh, outside of the Houston area? So where uh, was your station? Right. So it was in Port Arthur, Texas, um kinda like around Oh yeah, Port Arthur, Arthur yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Beaumont, you know, kinda like a um just probably like two hours uh, from Houston. Okay. How long did you uh, have a corporate job? Um with Exxon. So for four years. I was kinda four in years. that space like four or five four or five years. Did you learn anything? Give me some. Give me the good things and the bad things of that, that you learned of, yeah. of of having a job. For, so you know. So, 
Ugh. The the good thing the good thing I guess you could you could kind of you know, but it's a facade, it's an illusion. The good thing is you can count on getting paid in two weeks, right? You know it's gonna come, but at the end of the day, you work for somebody else. They could come and say, Look, we're doing cuts. We need You're to done. trim some fat. You're yeah. done. You could be sixty right. years old and get cut. Exactly. So I guess that's could be you could think is the good thing. So it's a it's when it comes to security, there's a false sense of security Absolutely. when it comes to having a job. Absolutely. And mo most people do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people well, think that they, uh, you know, they, they, they have a job, so they're secured. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Ninety nine percent of people actually think that because I it's, was one of them. It's safe. It's safe. Yeah. I was yeah. one of them. All I got to do is clock in and clock out. And you're, you know, you're going to get paid. And I'm going to get bit. I'm going to get paid. That's right. Losing. Yeah. Okay. So that was uh, that was something you learned. Right. How long were you a teacher, by the way? I was a teacher for four years. Okay. So as far as 09 to 2013, 13 ish, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. I was teaching. Okay. okay. So teaching and then another four years with Exxon Mobil. Yeah. So eight years yeah. of that. Of, of just kind of like the corporate, yeah. And when when did you start to feel like some like resistance, like, man, this is not what I should be doing? Set, I, I call it the entrepreneur itch. Yep. When yep, did yep. you start getting that itch? So the second year of teaching. Wow. So, so all right, so I... When I started teaching in 2009, the first two years, I was like, this is cool. You know, I'm a teacher, and I got nominated for the Texas A&M Award, Teacher of the Year Award. I got, mm. I didn't win, but I got nominated. Okay. I felt good. I was like, man, maybe this is my calling to teach. But you still had that small paycheck coming small in. Small paycheck, right? And, and You're like, I'm one of the best. I'm nominated bro, for one of the best. What and the students? I? Yeah. Man, it's a stressful job, bro. What, like, uh, what grade? High school. Oh, it's high school. I taught high school biology and, and uh, that is integrated insane. physics and chemistry. Yeah. You know what's crazy, brother? And it's funny you bring that. And we'll get into that. But I feel like public servants, like teachers and firemen and and uh, and and police, police officers, officers they're extremely underpaid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I really do feel that way. Yeah, I don't know if it was Bernie Sanders or somebody or. I don't know who it was. Don't sixty like k minimum. Sixty k minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I would not have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. not at all. No, I feel yeah, like exactly. our teachers. You know, I have my I have my daughter right now in mm -hmm. a. Um, it's a it's a what do you call this? I don't know what kind of school it is. It's called. Um, private, private. It's kind of like a. It's yeah. Their education expectations are much mm -hmm. higher, right? I mean, she gets bombarded with homework. You know, we took her from like a public school to this type mm -hmm. of school. Uh, it's a traditional uh, school or whatever. Um, traditional charter school. Or uh, yeah. So it's it's a really, really good education at seven years old, you know, second grade. And I'm like, I, I have somebody, like, I, I'm, I meet with their teachers. We're very involved, right? Mm -hmm. And here we are depending on this person. And this person is like her heart, you know, because when you're a teacher, right. like, you really love you kids, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. You love kids. And her heart, it's in it. And we're depending on these teachers to teach our children. Right to, yeah. to help our children, you know, develop. Yet we're paying them scraps. Right, like that doesn't make and any sense. They're stressing to me. about paying their bills. That that does not make any sense to me, man. Right. So I hope one day, you know, that changes. But but back to you, brother. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so you were. When did you start getting that itch? So I wanted to ask you about that itch, by the way. Okay. Was that itch driven by the lack of of money, or was that Limits, itch? Yeah. yeah, or was that itch driven? <laughs> By the lack of significance or limitations, oh, what, man, where, where would it, yeah, where would this come from? So, so it's a combination of my my I guess corporate career, right? You know, half of it was being a high school teacher, and the other half was working for this, you know Exxon Mobil, right? So the second, well, you had two jobs. No, 
the transition. The okay, transition. Because okay, okay. first I was making 40, 40 to forty, you know, five thousand dollars as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Then I went from making one oh eight to like so, one thirty. So is, did you justify that increase in income? Like, so you felt the entrepreneur's itch, right? And you're like, I need to do something better. But then you got a higher paying job, and then you you kind of did you settle for that? Check this out. So. The second year of teaching, I, the main inspiration was more money. Like he just said, I was just like, okay. I don't make enough money. And seeing I seen a guy who was a two year degree, I was like, man, I want to make six figures. That really was my goal, you know. Um, so when I became, uh, when I got that job and I was making six figures, I was like, I felt like I you made it. I, I made it. Yeah. And then after two years of doing that, right around 2013, 14, I was kind of like. I can't see myself doing this till I'm 60. And all the guys around me, you know, while, while there were, you know, because it was, it was, it was a, it's a real kind of laid back type of job. It's almost like a gravy. T- it's one of the best jobs that you can have. You make six figures, you don't really even do anything. In a 12 hour shift, you probably do three hours. But, but it's, wow. but it's not challenging. It's, 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 it's not it's, challenging. It's because, unfulfilling. Because yeah. it, there's a lot of idle time. Exactly. So, so, like it's, and, and that actually is not a good thing. So this is what happens. No. So the guys around me, you're are pretty like, much dying at yeah. that point. The guys around me are saying, you know, yeah, Bill, you know, I think I'm going to stay here another another five years. And they're already like 50-something. And you're like, yeah, I think in my retirement. And they're talking about retiring with like $1.5 million, you know, it's 60. And they're already like 50-something. And they say, I'm going to stick around till I get 1.3. And I'm already there, you know, young, making 100000 I'm thinking like, I don't want no this parts of this. Good, yeah. And so while they're sleeping, I'm on the Internet searching a ways to make money. So the second year of that is when I got the entrepreneur itch to, because it wasn't money that, I wanted freedom. I hated the restrictions. I love that. So first, from, when so I was first a teacher, it was, it was yeah, the money. Okay, okay. And then I, honestly, bro, when I started making 100000 we were good as far as money. No, yeah. Now we're you were comfortable. Run it up. You yeah, were was, comfortable, yeah. good. I don't have any kids. No. But I was, I hated the restrictions. Mm. I miss birthdays. I miss Christmases. I miss Thanksgivings. I miss friends' weddings, you know. Mm. You, you had to ask another grown man if you, for permission to go do something. Right. It's like, hey, maybe you want to go to Hawaii? And it's like, uh, well, I don't have enough. Uh, I, I already used all of my vacation time. Or, yeah, or, or wait, let me go check off, to yeah. see if I can uh, I can take off. No, well, Bill. Let me go ask for permission. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bill has seniority over you, and you can't take that week off because he's taking that week. I'm like, well, what does Bill's life have to do with me? And I started, and when I started to hang around other entrepreneurs and change my circle, I started to see how silly that was, and I how started did, to resent <laughs> it. I started yeah. to resent it. Bro. How did you... Wow. wow. That's, I mean, that's yeah. that's powerful. So <clears throat> you you became frustrated with the situation. You knew there was better. Right. Like, what steps did you take to find better? Like, you said you started hanging out with other entrepreneurs. Right. How did you find it? Because I'm sure there's people listening. Like, yeah. like how do I and, do that? And back to what he was saying about resentment, right? So when you started to resent your job, it, it, now this is a man that is resenting a job that's paying him six figures. And it was, Some people it was out there right too. now are thinking, like, what is he, crazy? There's a guy here that says Rafael Campos says I feel the same way. I'm in the pro- I'm a process operator at, as as a, uh, at Valero. Yeah. I'm seeing the same thing, doing the same thing, right? Mm, I hope this hits you. Bro. So see, so you we yeah. see people are already resonating, right? Valero, that's like Fortune Twenty. 
I mean, like top twenty. I, ouch. Corpse. Okay. Wow. wow. Yeah. I I no disrespect, brother, but I never pump Valero gas. You know, it's either yeah. it's either Chevron. It, even in my Prius. Hang in there, brother. Even in my Prius, brother. No disrespect. Me, I'm some game. Yeah. yeah no this, disrespect. This is for you, right How to now. exit the rat race? I don't I'm pump Valero. I, I don't pump Valero AM PM gas. I you know in my Prius I will only seventy six. I will only pump uh, Chevron QT, Exxon. You know Exxon Mobil, right? Oh, so. Uh, anyway, so you started to resent your six-figure job, which sounds absolutely crazy. You know right. where I come from. You know, yeah, right. You made you it. make a six-figure. You make six figures. You're the you're the most successful yeah. person in your Half family. Half a million dollar pension guaranteed. Oh, you're the most successful 1. person in your family. One point three when you is sixty. You know. Yeah. You made it. So what I'm I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say inflation like yo. your your mind checked out first right because the mind is the first thing that checks out. This is getting exciting. Go right. Ahead. Yeah. Your mind checked out first, so your mind your mind leaves, and then your body's like, we gotta go, we gotta go, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So tell me about that, that experience because that happens to everybody. Bro, this is what happened. So while I'm researching ways to make more money, ways to, you know, do something like entre the entrepreneur itch, right? And all the other guys are either sleeping or talking about, you know, retiring when they're 60. When you get excited and there's enthusiasm, naturally you want to do what? Bring it to, share it. Bring it to other people, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Guess yeah. who the first people I would share it with? Them. The they would, they would. They would look at you it's, funny. It's yeah. risky. That's crazy. Yeah. I yeah. had a friend that didn't work. He had rental properties. They burned it down. Like all of this stuff, and it's almost like you're an outcast. I started to become an alien, and like, it's almost, and I know they <laughs> were probably in the break oh, room you talking think about. You're, me, look bro. at this guy. He thinks he's too good. I'm he too thinks good. he's gonna yeah. go do something, and all. Oh, look at him and blah. That guy's full of leave every, this job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, you know what's crazy, brother? It's like a lot of entrepreneurs run into the same patterns right the same backlashes you know same thing when right yep. when, like when you're gonna quit your job if you tell if you would have told your mom at you know 18 let's just say you were in college and you're like hey mom i'm gonna quit my job and become an entrepreneur what no i did i did my, oh okay. my dad my dad was like you gotta you gotta get you you gotta work like more work is more but, money but you have to understand the people you're sharing this with right and then you have to understand, you know, you have to understand the people that are giving you this advice. The same 55-year-old, oh. excuse me, that is that has to work another 5 years to retire is telling you what the, I should do. The position where you don't want to be in, <laughs> you cannot take advice from that position, right? Or else right. you might end up like that person. But I get but I, yeah, absolutely. But I, I feel like like for me in my experience when when I did that it's like because you're around them so much, especially close friends, family, and coworkers, mm -hmm. like their opinions matter to you the you most know. because that's what you share the most dialogue with, right? So once you bring that moment up and it's like they're just everybody, it's yeah. like the whole world turns against you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that that I believe that is a good thing. That's the when point. When you meet that resistance, it's it's like uh, it's a beautiful once thing. Once you once you cross that mountain, there's new beginnings. I and love when, it. When you, yeah, when you meet that resistance, they're very good. And man. you know what's Bro. crazy? You sounded crazy until you left. <laughs> or actually, you sounded crazy until you got your first deal and people saw that you actually did it, right? And uh, and, and you were you were crazy until then. And I, I want to ask you, when you got your first deal and you've made your first paycheck outside of Exxon, mm -hmm. did they find out about it? 
They didn't. I wasn't, you know. I didn't. At that point, you were like, I'm not sharing much with them? Because that at that time, I had already shared what I planned to do, and they mm. already kind of crushed it. So you, when you I did meet success, I tried to protect my spirit, so I didn't I didn't share anymore. Okay, good. I like that. You know? Yeah. You try to protect your energy. Yeah, I just, because I knew every time, you know, I get excited, because you're excited about what you're trying to get. I, every time I would share it, I would get, and I was like, why did I share it again? You know, because they just... You know, attacked yeah, yeah. me. You got you got to be careful who you share your wins with. You know, especially yeah, especially non-believers. You yeah. know, like especially non-believers. So I'm glad you found that early, man. So, next question is, you know, what was, what pushed you out? We were talking about your mind, like your mind left first, and then your body was like, just resenting gotcha. being there, right? You felt right. like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here, right? Right. It's like, actually, no. Yeah. The the first that first because I went through the same process. At first, you're excited to go to work, but not because of work. You're excited because you have something else that's going on, and now you're just a better person overall because you're excited and you're hopeful, right? Right. You're excited. You're a better person with your wife. You're a better, you know, you're a better person when you show up to work. You're more determined. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with the task at hand. It has to do with what you're building outside of that job, right? Yeah. So, how long did it take you? And when did you say, you know what, I'm done, I'm out? Okay. So I think when I first started, my plan was to make some extra money. All right. Side money. When like when, what was the goal? Because mine go was very small when I started. Bro, my goal was to make because you know the average person, you know we, you know I know you, uh, as far as you guys, the people that kind of in our circle, you know we're trying to hundreds of thousands a month is goals, yeah, the goals, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um. So. Originally, you know, because six figures, people feel like they made it. Mm -hmm. Bro, my goal was just to make an extra $40,000 a year. Bro, mm. that's a big thing to somebody with a with a job. It is. Yeah, it is. Bro, it most is. people's job is 40K. I was like, let me do this little thing on the side. I make an extra 40K? Bro, mm -hmm. to most yeah. people. <laughs> at that at that given at that time. Point, yep. At that right. point. So Absolutely. that was the first goal. Um, and then the, the goal at, when I was doing that, eventually it creeped up to I made over $100,000 on the side wholesaling, right? And you know it doesn't take many deals to do that, right? So you you replaced your income. Yeah, let, yeah. Let's 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 rewind a little. So you began to look for ways to make extra money. Like was it just like how'd you come across real estate? Was it a different venture? Like like how did that go down? So literally, it's 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 so uh I guess um when when I went to look it was literally just how to make more money. So vain, right? <laughs> I'm just keep it real, right? Yeah. And you see stuff, do this, do that, and a lot of stuff is a, is a scam, right? Um, but I don't know the people that were showing stuff on YouTube around real estate. You just kind of tell they weren't lying. The majority of them weren't lying. You just like, bro, like they got a lot of people just look just like me, and yeah. and you a lot of people at that time, ten years ago, they would do a lot of vlog stuff. You know, it wasn't the type of you no know, content we have now, but yeah. you knew it was real. Yeah. In in books, they kept reflecting the same thing. Real estate. No, did you ever follow Nick Reese? I didn't back then. Who are some of the guys Flip. you like instantly kind of connected with? Bro, you probably don't even know who they are. Uh, but um, a guy back then was like this guy named Antonio Edwards. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know who that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, Wait, no. Tampa. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, Orlando. He's in Orlando. Okay. Chris Bruce. Chris Bruce. Yep. Yeah. You Detroit. Know? Detroit sure. guy. Detroit yeah. mogul. Like, yeah. They've been in the game a little minute, you know. Oh yeah. Mm. Um. And so these were like some of the first people I, I seen as far as the wholesaling. No Sean Terry. No. 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 Uh, I didn't. Flip I didn't. Get, I didn't get connected. You know. Yeah. With them, Flipman was after me. I probably watched like two of his videos, and um, then I just kind of like went to set out to learn. 
But yeah, that was the original goal, make an extra 40000 And then when I st just started getting better at it, you know. Um, How long did it take you to get your first deal? It took me uh, 30 days to get the contract. It took about four months to close because I didn't know what I was doing. I tried an advanced <laughs> strategy. Yeah. I basically got it under contract, mm -hmm. and I tried to sell it retail. And so my buyer was actually getting a loan. They got an FHA loan. Mm. And, you know, you got seasoning requirements if you flip. 30 day, uh, 90 day flip. 90 yeah. day, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. seasoning requirements. Mm -hmm. So um, I was trying to, because, you know, if you, you cut out the investor, you can maximize the spread, right? Yep. If you come wholesale to retail. To end buyer, yeah. Right. So I tried yep. to do that. And, you know, that's when I learned that, hey, that lender, the underwriter doesn't want to see that assignment on the HUD, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, and so... Uh, that was that was my first deal, and it took about four months to close. Now, I did everything. Tell wrong. us about your first deal. How did you acquire your first deal? Mm -hmm. Like, what kind of marketing did you do? And um, yeah, how did you acquire it? And then from the time you like learned about wholesaling, it took you thirty days. So you like you learned and immediately took action, or or you learned for a few months and then you started, and it took thirty days. That that's what happened. Okay, that that's what happened. For okay. from the day that I took action to my first contract was thirty days. And, and then how many months point. prior to that were like learning? Or, uh, or thinking about getting into it. It took me probably about four months to grab my nuts. Okay. You know what's <laughs> like, crazy? So total about nine months. Yeah. Eight, nine months. What's Wait, eight months? Eight months from to... From the time he learned about it to the time he got it. To actually like start taking yeah. some action? Yeah, okay. when I talk, get my first deal, when I, how I think about it, because there's no rule. No, there isn't. I, I, I think of getting your first deal from actually action. trying... Yep. Trying, yeah. ...to get in a contract. The fact that you got it in 30 days, I mean, you got us beat. Action, like, it yeah. took me six months. It took I took, him, I took action month two and it took me another seven months to get my first i went nuts right away like i read this little book called flip by nick reese it was like ten dollars mm -hmm. little paperback i had to wait i applied for credit cards so i had to wait for them to come and then do it <laughs> damn I don't recommend but yeah I, I i read this this book called flip and then uh you know it's it's don't get me wrong uh, i love flip because first and foremost nick you know he's a friend of mine now mm -hmm. but he's one he's a guy that i respect this guy's a genius you know what i mean right right this guy's Can't a genius. Momentum, yeah. he's, he's such a genius in so many ways, you know? And um, he's uh, he's one of those guys that's uh, uh, underexposed, overdeveloped, right? Yep. I so, yeah, he this guy's, like, genius, right? So I read his book. I would log on to his, uh, his, his free webinars that he had, and uh, I was just so excited, man. Like, I was like, man, I got to get this going, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of person. I'm uh, like... My human design says that I'm kind of a, a semi truck, right? Like you just go. I just go. Like I go, go, go. And I and these guys know me very well. Yeah, I'm really. like, hey, what do you need me to do? I'll do it. Boom, 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 boom. Right. So that's what I do. I I I looked. I read the book. Watched one of his webinars. At that point, brother, like, don't get me wrong. The uh, the strategies in the book are a little outdated. I mean, he's, he's talking about doing postings at churches you know, like, you know like i'm like what right but you know he did, he did talk about bandit signs he talked about craigslist he talked about facebook and he you know he talked about all that and i started doing bandit signs you know i started doing bandit signs six months 2400 bandit signs first deal five thousand dollars put that back into um to direct mail at the time mm -hmm. 60k uh, 60k gross put that back into direct mail 30k gross the rest is history you yeah. see but it started with that one deal right Six months, 2,400 bandit signs, Fridays from 11 p.m. to 2 to 3 in the morning. I was paying people to drive me, you know, 50 bucks, 40 bucks. So, yeah. you know, I was in the gutter, you know what I mean? Uh, you did uh, driving for dollars, bandit I, yeah, signs, I, I, I remember. Over, yeah, 2,000 bandit signs. Nine months? Nine months, and uh, and then 
So I didn't get a deal off Vanishing. Thirty like days I was driving is, for dollars. Thirty days is unheard of, to be honest with you. Yeah. But it's but you're blessed. You're blessed that you did it in thirty days. It, it took, so for those people out there, for those people out there, you got nine months, six months, thirty days. It could happen at any given time. I've seen Absolutely. people get ninety k deal like what two weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You, you know what kind of like like troubles me when people ask. You know, how long they'll ask if I get started, how long is it going to take me to get my first deal? Or like, what does it mean? What What if I tell you a, a number that is not attractive? Does that mean you, you're just not going to do you're it? You're not going to do it? Yeah. If you don't, I, I like if that. you don't do your deal you in seven it, to 365 days. I like that. I like that. So if you can't do it in, 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 in six months, it's not worth it. Terrible mentality. I like that. Um, there was a. Uh, uh, Accelerator One, uh, some guy asked me the same question. And uh, I said, hey, I said, so what if I tell you that you're going to work your butt off day and night, not in day, because he was already a full-time wholesaler and he hadn't gotten his first deal. And, and you know, I got to respect that. Some people don't do that, right? Right. I said, what if I tell you you're going to work your ass off, but it's going to be for free for eight months? Are you still going to do it? You know, he's like, oh, what? What do you mean free? I'm like, brother, you're going to be working 50, 60 hours a week. You're not gonna get paid. It's actually the opposite. You're gonna go through hardship, right? You're gonna go through like mental. You're losing money. You're gonna have a bill. You're losing money, and you're going through mental and emotional. And you feel like the whole world's against you. You know what I mean? I mean, it's gonna hurt. You're gonna cry. You're gonna ask God, "What's going on?" Right? Why? Why? Why can't? Why doesn't this work? There's gonna be so much doubt. You know? Are you going to overcome that? Because once you get that first deal. Your life does change forever, forever, forever. Is that correct? It does. And you know, it was cool about that 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 hardship and going through that. It's easier to quit when you don't have no skin in the game, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. just easy. But once you you went through all this, it you you've sacrificed. It's kind of like bro, like whatever up down. I ain't quitting. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in. You know. So a lot of people like they they want to skip the hardship, but like the hardship is what stamps you. As they want the reward. You're not gonna stop. They want the reward, you know? right? They don't want to go through the survival stage. Yeah. The Pat Hilton calls it the eat shit stage, right? <laughs> are we still on? Yeah, we are. Okay, hundred. So let me let me say this. Let me say this. Um, once you got your first deal, what, what did that do? Like what kind of spark happened in your mind? What year was this by the way? 14. Okay. okay. Right after I, I got married in 13, we went mm-hmm. to the Bahamas for our honeymoon. And right when I came back out, cause I told my wife, I said, man, I'm going to try this, you know? Oh, so the, the honeymoon was, was a little pricey, huh? Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make up for it. <laughs> I, was, it I was prepping to start right bef- before that. And then, you know, we went, came yeah. back. And I started in two thousand okay. in two thousand fourteen, and the spark when I finally closed that first deal, honestly for me, because everybody's different. I had a little a little emotional trigger, um, because I was dealing with a lot of like doubt and uncertainty. Yep. And I actually I remember it like it was yesterday. I was driving to the bank with the check on my steering wheel. I took a picture, forty eight hundred dollars. I sent it to my cousin and be like, bro, I did it. And did you no, put on Instagram? Huh? Did you put on Instagram? I don't even think I had an Instagram. But okay. Bro, I went through a little phase because um, I kind of had like a, a, a following. And I went through a phase where I was Instagram, social media was kind of like really killing me. 
Um, you ever heard of like social media depression? Yeah. Like yeah. all that comparison and stuff. Yeah. Like, I didn't know you, what was going on. You, you eat too much candy, you get sick. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on, but I always felt a certain way or whatever. And I don't know what year span it was, like a 2013 to 15 maybe, that um, I read. I started reading books. That's when I, and bro, in high school, college, I didn't read any books. Man, I'm gonna just spark notes and just you know I'm I'm pretty intelligent. I'm, let me just get the summary and, and yeah. I'll do it. Bro, I never read any books, mm. high school or college. Mm. I started reading books in 2000, like like 13. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I deleted all my social media accounts. I deleted Instagram in 2013, started from zero. Mm. I uh, tried to deactivate Facebook. You know, that's Illuminati. They only they only let you deactivate it. Mm -hmm. And I also had deleted my Twitter. All right. Um, and I just started reading or whatever. Um, so I really didn't have anywhere to post it. But what happened during that time of isolation and just reading, um, I got so much happier with what I had. Okay. You mm. know, and I also became more present. I didn't care about w what everybody else was doing. Yeah, I became more present, right? And so when I did come back later and get on social media, it was different. I knew what was going on. You were grounded. You I were, was grounded. You were you. Yeah, like we don't. You don't have. We don't have to prove anything to anybody but no. ourselves. So you right. you. So That's so you're, you're round two on social media is like. Round two I don't gotta prove shit. Like this yeah. is me because I want to serve now. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. That's that's beautiful. Um, Alex knows this. I actually keep my. I have a reminder on on Instagram mm -hmm. that reminds me when we're when I've been on social media for one hour. I have an hour. Okay. That's it. Hour I try to do it for one hour. I used to be, you know, four hours in there, five hours maybe. It's pretty bad. And yeah. it's, it, you know what, brother? Ever since I did that and I started um, consuming less, because that's what you are. You're consuming, right? Yeah, instead of producing, um, creating, yeah. You're, yeah, you're consuming. Um, I, uh, it's My life has gotten a lot better in so many different ways. I have more clarity. More peace. Um, I have more peace, you know. I don't care what people are doing. You know, I, it doesn't matter. Purpose. I'm concentrating on self. When did you do this? Because I kind of uh, noticed a shift in you. Early January. I see you. Yeah. I seen it. I I noticed a different Carlos on online. <laughs> oh, thank you, brother. That's yeah. That's that's a, this is not the first time yeah. we hear this. Right? Really? Yeah. yeah. I, know, I noticed. Thank God. Thank God, man. Thank God. I think um that's where we're headed now. You know, that's where we're headed. We're headed to just being the best versions of ourselves that we can be. You know, like mentally, spiritually. You know, physically. So back to back to you, brother. So what? How did you get that first deal? What did you? What was it? Bandit signs, mailers, door knocking. What was it? So um, it was a it was a uh, I actually was paying for a lead service provider. Okay, I think it was kind of like I don't know if they're still around, like a fast cash offer, fast home offer, or something like okay. that. Okay, I've heard of it. Yeah, and yeah. you pay monthly, and they send you leads, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and at that time, they sourced you PPC leads. Now we do our own PPC, mm -hmm. uh, right? Well, I mean, we got third party, but no. They would they do the PPC campaign for you because at that time that was like neuroscience, you know. They, yeah. You pay monthly, they send you PPC leads. So it was basically a for sale by owner. Um, called them up, you know. I uh, offered them a hundred thousand uh, dollars at the time I was living in my apartment. And the scariest thing happened when I offered him a hundred thousand dollars cash. What happened? He accepted it. Uh, <laughs> you're like, what do I do now? Right? Palms palm started sweating. Yeah, you know. That is actually a scary feeling. Like, damn, I'm like, wait up! I don't have a yeah. Like so. another human is depending on me to right. right. To fulfill it's actually it. a beautiful thing, right? When 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 that person says, yeah, yeah. let's do it. It, it. It's like it's such a breakthrough moment. It's a break. It's a moment that none of us will ever forget. You know what I mean? Never. I remember where I met my first clients where we met you know the freaking coffee i bought them the pen we use 
the contract we use. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember, every, I remember where the wife was sitting. I remember where the husband was sitting. I remember where I was sitting. I remember the conversations we were having. Like, you'll never forget your first deal. You know. Yeah. So back back to you. Fun, uh, funny thing about that is, man, that, that's actually was my favorite part of the business. And I'm trying, and I know it's uh, and I because I kind of had a little baby identity crisis, you know, when I had you know employees because. Out of everything in the business, I enjoyed being in a house the grind. with a seller yeah. and hearing their story about what's going on. Yep. Because it was more than just this deal. I would learn life. Yep. They would yeah. tell me about how they done, what they done, and what's going on. I'm like, wow, I know not to do that. You know, and it was just every day is like a movie. You never know what you're walking into. It really but, is, yeah. You know, so I'm trying to find a way to get back that type of like fulfillment and 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 enthusiasm. Because man, like I haven't seen the last 20 houses we've done. You know, when I went to Momentum, it was just it was uh, it was me, a VA, and uh, and a lead manager. You know, you were the acquisition guy. I was the acquisition guy. You know, yeah. I loved it, but you know, I mean, you grind, 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 drive, 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 grind, yeah. grind, grind. You know, so <laughs> which takes which takes away from the uh, one of the um, the facts that you actually quit your old job was to have a little more fi more freedom of time, not freedom. only financial freedom, right. but time freedom, right? I have real time freedom now. Beautiful. So 2014, yeah. you close. That was a year you closed your first deal, right? 14. How did that year go as far as real estate and then balancing the job? It was cool. You know, I probably did like thirty, forty thousand. You know what I mean? It How was, many deals? Uh, be honest, I don't even remember. I know I okay. made like thirty, forty thousand dollars. So you that was your first. So year. you set the the goal and you actually yeah. hit that goal. Guys, tracking that Therm was another thing. Thermostat. Mo momentum. Yes, l last year. Momentum. When did you come to momentum? nineteen? No, what was it February? February, February momentum. That's when. <laughs> oh, I remember point, you were in the back no, just chilling. Yeah. You were just back there. No, yeah, you weren't talking to nobody, right? <laughs> but that's yeah. when, because before that, bro, I wasn't tracking. Yeah, I wasn't tracking nothing. You know, yeah. now we got KPIs on mm. a bunch of things. I know, I know. You know, there's some more KPIs we could track, but we we track all of that now. But at that time, bro, I was like, that's what I tell people about. That's what I tell people about I momentum. Like, I know right? I got more money than I had last month. <laughs> yeah, that's a, most yeah. of us did it that way for Keep a long time. Real, right? That's what I tell people about uh, uh, momentum. Momentum, attending momentum is, we try to take you. Well, first and foremost, we show you what's possible, right? Mm -hmm. Second, we try to take you from hustler, which we all were. Right. To like businessman, which we all were, yep, right. to like CEO, mm -hmm. right? Where you get now the financial freedom and the freedom of time, and you're looking at the numbers in your business, and right, you're business. you're you're tweaking as as you're seeing these numbers. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, but let's talk about some of your strong points. Which what would, I I hear a lot of people talk about creative financing. Right. A lot of people, excuse me. A lot of people like they, they they worship your name when it comes to creative financing, mm -hmm. and that is something that you know our company, uh, me and Sal's, yeah, and your company, never. you know we don't really don't we don't really subject to deal. That's it. <laughs> we, we don't really do creative financing, which I feel like we're we're missing a big part of. I mean, we're we're missing out on a lot. We have over thirty thousand leads in our system right now. Qualified leads, yeah. Qualified leads in our system, right? That's. Yeah. Um, there could be so many sub two deals in there, right? It's probably so, like a ten million dollar portfolio, oh, like easily. And that's why that's why we got Jared in here, yeah. and we're doing. I seen. I'm yeah. like, I'm back there. Like, I see what you're talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for tell us what what creative financing means to you. Um, mm -hmm. what kind of what percentage of your business that equates to, and why you love creative financing? Got you. So, um. What creative finance means to me is the ability 
to profit from a deal without using your own cash or credit or mm, very okay. little of your own cash or credit. And ideally, to make a long-term forever check, right, at least 30 years, right, Yep. Uh, consistent monthly, you know, uh, income yep. off of a property that you didn't have to get qualified for bank financing or put a 20% down payment. Right? Okay. That's what creative finance means to me. And, and there's plenty of ways to do it, right? Let's take, let's, let's, um, for everybody, because we have over a hundred and some people live right now, let's break down a very, I'll give you some numbers. Okay. And you just well, break actually, them down. What's mm -hmm. the most recent deal that you could give as an example? I was just going to give him some so, quick he's done. Okay, well, let's, let's do, do, yeah, let's do both. Deal. Yeah, let's do so, both. Let's do an actual deal, yeah. No. So this is... Uh, so What city, by the way? Um, This is uh in Orange. Orange? Orange, is, yeah. It's, it's like, like an hour outside of Houston? Houston. Yeah, it's like 30 minutes from Louisiana border. Okay. okay. Mm. And, uh, you know, a little... I feel a little good because this is actually the very first creative finance deal that I didn't lock up. All right, so okay. we're starting to integrate it into Delegated. the. Delegated, okay. Yeah, so when you say oh, what portion? One of, one of the one of a person in your company did acquisition manager locked okay. it up. Disposition manager lined up my buyer. Mm -hmm. So when you ask about the the uh, percentage of creative deals, when I was by myself working my job, it was literally almost fifty fifty. Mm. Okay, mm. but now when I uh, merge with my partner, you know, and we have our employees. Honestly, it's it's it really was like just a wholesaling business, and I'm mm. like, bro. No, let's integrate this. Yeah. Okay. Why go away um, from what was working? Exactly. The only thing that we were doing creatively is we would assign a subject to deal. So a subject to deal would come and we would have investors as willing to put 20K and, and take over it. But we wouldn't hold a note or hold the asset. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And I was like, let's let's do this. So uh, right now it's probably about 20%, but we're going to, you know what I mean? We're yeah, trying yeah. to, because it is a little harder to systemize for sure right for sure because, more moving pieces yeah because yeah, yeah. i mean you're talking about a wholesale deal you got purchase contract assignment that's mm -hmm. it yeah. yeah boom that's it <laughs> it's a little <laughs> more difficult finance. to automate yeah yeah you got promissory notes deeds of trust you mm -hmm. know disclosures mm -hmm. warranty deeds title agency yeah so it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot more underwriting because mm -hmm. if you sell more than three you know you need to be in compliance with dodd frank so it's a little more complicated but this deal um uh, the numbers on this deal, basically the uh, the uh, the seller had a property, 174 loan balance, all right? So they they owed 174. Mm -hmm. I think the ARV was probably about like 225. Okay. Okay, 174, all right. 225. All right, I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, but I know if I put this in my calculator, I know that it's a bus for wholesaling, right? Yeah. It, it, there's not Unless enough room. It's... it's yeah, mint condition. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so I I got a calculator for you. ARV so, yeah. was around probably like two twenty five, okay. and loan balance one seventy four. So okay. that's about eighty percent. I mean, right there, you're, you're like at eighty percent. So there's no room. So yeah. what's and it needs a full rehab. I mean, oh. what I mean, but it's habitable, but it's dated. Okay, you get what I'm saying. Okay. So a bank would finance on it, but a, a fix and flipper would be like, bro, I need to put like forty grand in it. Mm. to make it brand new yep yep okay so um basically the seller is like you know what i just want to sell it right of course the realtor comes over the realtor is like look you have to you have to do this and this and this to make this uh marketable right right yep. um he just wants to get out he doesn't want to you know pay any more money um good thing he's not behind because okay. sometimes they're behind. You got to catch yeah. them up. Yeah. You catch them up. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's cool. But you got to calculate that into the, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. So he basically like, you know, okay, you guys can, you know, uh, 
take over. Take of course, over. we coach, you know, the acquisition man on how to do it. Um, and he said, but he wants 7,500. To walk out. To walk. 7,500 to walk. That's actually, most times they want less than that, right? Absolutely. So, they just want like some like 3K. Guys, five, yeah. people don't believe there are sellers to be like, I don't care. Just take the take, house. Yeah, take the property. Take over. Just take, take over, over the headache. It take happens. Yeah, Still today. Yeah. In this <laughs> With a 3 or 4% interest rate. Exactly. Just, I don't care. I just don't want it. And mm-hmm. you got people that's like, you know, I don't care. I'll just let the bank take it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, no whoa, wait. Whoa, <laughs> wait up. <laughs> Call me well, bank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got you. I'll be your bank. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, but anyway, he just won $7,500. Um, basically, what we do is um, on this one, we... On the back end, dispositions manager, marketing owner, finance, find a buyer that's willing to put 20K down for that exact same property. Mm. Okay? So. Retail uh, buyer. So there's a. Retail okay, buyer. There's a, you're bringing a retail buyer. Retail that, buyer. How do you do the marketing for that? Um, marketplace. Facebook group. Bandit signs. Bandit signs. Okay. Yeah. Bandit signs work like magic for that. You know, for that market, right, for for for, for that type of buyer. So a cash buyer is a lot different from an owner finance buyer. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. For a cash buyer, we know we do a lot of um, you know email blasts and you know cold call the comps. Mm-hmm. You know, cold call the cash buyers that just bought the comps in the area. Cashbuyersplus.com. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Plug. I got. I got to put it. In you got to put. Hey man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, for them, yeah, that works a little bit better. Okay. okay. I love that. You know, a lot of people in Arizona, what they're doing is. By the way, why don't we break down these numbers and then I'll tell you uh, what a lot of people in Arizona are doing. So, 225, 174, you give them 7,500 to walk away, right? Right. Well, 7,500 to walk away. That correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what was what was her uh, loan payment roughly on that one? Around like 16, 16, 1600? No, no. No. Right, right 18. 1800? 1800 a month? Yeah, 1800. Yeah. No, that's right. No, it's 1800. Yeah. It's 1800. That can be. It can be. It's one seventy five k balance. It, it, it what be. was our interest rate? Um, are you, I wish I had my roughly. I mean, with the mortgage, it's a, it was twenty eight uh twenty eight um years left on it. One seventy four loan balance. The PITI is around like eighteen hundred. Okay. Yeah, we'll I think it's around like maybe four something. Four four five. Four and a half maybe. Yeah. Four okay. four five. Four point five. So five-ish. tell me tell me the numbers on this deal then. So how was this a marketable? Sub two deal, so because the buyer of the property is you know it's a nice house, and the buyer's like, hey, you know I don't have I don't have you know a one credit, you know I don't have uh, to. So, so you flip it as a lease like lease to own option? No, not on this one. Owner finance. Owner finance. Owner finance. Yeah, because technically, subject <laughs> two is a form of owner finance. It falls yeah. on the umbrella. You're leveraging so, the seller's yeah, their their loan and and right. their yeah, everything. So, okay, so you you put together an owner finance right. uh, contract which you probably already Call have a wraparound mortgage. That's the type of owner finance. Wraparound mortgage. That's the disposition okay. strategy. Okay. A wrap. Mm-hmm. A wrap. It's okay. real big in Texas. A wraparound mortgage. Okay. It's a form of owner finance. And then now, what are you selling it for? How much down? And then what interest rate are you charging them? Like one ninety nine. Sales so price. So you're making money right there. You're yeah. getting your seventy five hundred dollars back. Plus plus the twenty percent down they're giving you. Yeah, so t- about twelve five. Yep. So twelve five, okay. Yeah, twelve thousand five hundred dollar profit up front. Up front. Okay. Yeah. And then we creep up that interest. Uh so I don't know if you guys know I created an app called Any Deal because I was doing so many of these things that I was like 
let me find a way to just kind of make it easy for myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, Big calculation. Yeah. So That's cool. My, I'll look uh, into that. Yeah, go ahead. Let them know. <laughs> the AnyDealApp.com, guys. AnyDealApp.com for creative financing yeah. numbers, guys. What's the name on the uh, uh, iTunes or Apple? So go to the AnyDealApp.com, and you're going to download. Redirect. Yeah, okay. and it's going to redirect. AnyDealApp.com. The AnyDealApp.com. So what I did with the interest rate, I don't remember the exact interest rate, but what I did was I put the, because at this time, you know, whatever is left after yep. that 20% down, yep. that's their note that I'm going to hold for them. Mm -hmm. All I did was creep up the interest. To what, like seven and a half? Until I get my desired cash flow. All right. You can, re so you can, you can actually drop, drop it. Is I oh, can't no, no, desire cash flow. So, so now you're at 7.5. So yeah. 1,800, that might turn into like 2,200. Exactly. Or, or 2,300. So the arbitrage in interest rate is your cash flow. Bam. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. No. So when you flip it, you're you're so you're looking at the principal you're, and interest. You're on making the money two? on the front and in the back. Is on there the back. is there an interest too high, or do, it depends on the area, of the house. No. Like, so so you don't want to be a loan shark, man. Um, I. I don't go over ten percent interest. Okay, you know it's predatory lending. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You start to look That's like a hard money lender. Like seven and a half, right? Yeah. Seven and a half percent. Even if an eight and a half Bro, percent, eight, somebody eight, some, And depends on the deal. Sometimes I'm able to give a buyer like a four percent interest rate. Mm -hmm. You know, it just depends on how the. You know, because sometimes I can just, I don't have to increase the interest rate that much. I can just, there's still equity, though I could just increase the principal. Mm, yeah. And that creates a spread. You, you can actually, so. you can actually even give the end user or the end buyer options, right? You can say, hey, listen, if you put this much down, I'll give you this interest rate. If you put this much down, I'll give how, you this interest exactly rate. How, how long is the Super owner cool. of finance option for them to buy? I use it's lagging, doing? by the way, guys. Yeah, keep it going. It's lagging. Keep, yep. keep it going. So, um... So we got two different things. You know what I mean? You got like at least options, but we're just talking about owner finance on a disposition strategy. I usually don't put balloons on people. All right. So they can have 10 years. 30-year fix, 15-year fix. I usually, let's say if there's 15 years remaining on that mortgage balance, I might turn around and sell it on a 30-year mortgage. Mm. And so mm. you got profit at the front, you got cash flow in the middle, right and in. then when that underlying mortgage that you have is paid they're off they're still paying you they're still paying they're still you paying for another you. 15 years yeah, yeah i love that you see what i'm saying like you said that it, that creates long-term wealth exactly long now it's a marathon right we, we right. said it's a marathon um but uh it's a beautiful beautiful thing who holds the deed on that i hold it you hold it okay i hold it through the title agency right have you dealt with any like uh uh, do on sell clause or was it do on sell clause i have not man and and um based in you know and and high level masterminds around this man it seems like it's almost like getting struck by lightning you know it's that that rare because at the end of the day the bank really only cares about two things they want to make sure that they get their money the bank isn't in the business of of holding houses they lend money mm -hmm. right yeah so they don't want the asset back right yep. they don't want it vacant right that's why they winterize properties when, you know, because if, if it burns down, they kind of, you know. But but anyway, they just want their money, and they want to make sure that their asset is protected. Right. So make sure you make your payments and make sure that the insurance, in insurance, insurance. is not screwed up because um, if the house burned down and they're not protected, yeah. they get burned on a $200,000 that they lended yeah. you. So. And then uh, what kind of loans can you and can't you wrap? Um, we, we take... Bro, we didn't wrap it about anything except we don't touch reverse mortgages. No, uh, reverse. you can't do uh, VAs either, right? We actually have a VA. Oh damn. Yeah, okay. we we but, do. But it's great. Is it, is it a gray area? 
a little bit. Be yeah. Able. Depends yeah. on the state. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Consult and, with your uh, yeah. legal counsel. And guys. another thing with VAs is that, um, you know, they can only have one of those loans out at a time. So a lot of times, let's say if a, a seller that has a VA loan wants to get rid of a property and say, hey, I don't care, take over the payments. But then a lot of them, let's say later down the line, they want to Bye. use their VA loan again because with VAs, they usually can get 0% down financing. Easy, yeah. You know, they can't use it again. So that's kind of one of the things you have to, you know, Think about no. it. usually just FHA and, and conventional. What have you found that uh, that makes sellers comfortable doing that route? Like, is there like some check marks? That's that a you have great to, question. Is there some check mark like you got to make sure the seller understands so so and so? Trust and rapport. Ooh. When some and motivation, <laughs> motivation, trust, rapport. For somebody to to, to let you take your warm payments or even they own it free and clear and, and let you and hold a note for you um they have to trust you yeah mm. because just like they, they have a lot of risk deal with them right they have a lot of risk and i'm gonna be honest man this strategy you know uh, right now you know because i remember um you know nobody really know to, known about this yeah. like the last two years you know the kind of buzz is picking up and the, and the thing about right it, now it's like full-blown buzz full, everybody full i mean blown. we got a guy here in arizona his, yeah. his name is pace he's walking around with the, with the two on his hat you know what and i mean that, like i mean it's, it, it is getting real too. right and, yeah. and, and i see it and it's dope branding as dope branding you know uh hat off to him but i will say this i will say this please do this strategy is not to be played with. It's one of those things that it only takes a few bad apples. And you're in trouble. And there's not only you're in trouble and you got you're getting served papers, you're but it for everybody. Leg, le legislation they start to put in, you know, yeah. just kinda like in a Let's, let's keep it real, man. They got so many people high, high up, and they see all of us, you know, because uh, a guy I respect, uh, you know, Holly, uh, Tony Robinson Sr. I don't know if you know who oh, he is. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Tony's uh, dad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and, you know, he does a lot of, like, lobbying and, and you know, you know, you know, talking high up, you know, you know, for a lot of these. And the thing people is— People are starting to catch buzz about wholesaling. And the, and the thing is, these people with high up money, they're not happy about— just us hustlers just printing money like yeah, this. Yeah, hustlers coming ATM, out, like becoming out. millionaires. Yeah. And then in the, the no. bat, I know it's cool, you know, we post our husbands, it's, post it, our checks. It's too late now, though. They let me in the door. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. in the game. <laughs> but, you know, you know, but I get it. I get it. They're trying to find ways to make it harder for us to just, because it's too easy what we do. It's, it's hard, but the fact yeah. that how we print money like that the process is easy the exactly is a different and then we posting it in everybody's faces that is spending a hundred thousand dollars in education bro they're behind the scenes trying to find ways to make our business harder but they can <laughs> just come to an event and learn how to do they it could. but they don't i don't know they if could. they want to you know what i mean <laughs> but it's it's i call it like the good old boys club you know what i mean yeah the good old boys club see sal and i um we caught so much backlash so much resistance you know when we I were remember, yeah. when we were coming yeah. up right like so you got two freaking immigrants you got a iraqi dude you know you don't know what the hell he's gonna do mm -hmm. right <laughs> then you got a mexican yeah. big freaking whatever you know and you're like who are these dudes like where do they come from why have i been in business 20 years they've been in business four years right. and they're out here absolutely murdering the game running laps that running laps you know what i mean they didn't like that. Yeah, they don't like we that. We cut a lot of resistance, bro. A lot. Yeah, a lot. Like, yeah. like I'm talking like, bro, it got some great. Some haters. What was it, 2018 and 2019? Both years, yeah. We cut. And then finally they were like, you know what? Can't do much about it. They're already in. You know, they're already in. 
they're, they're already making money. So that's what happens. At first, you know, folks fear like the unknown, right? Like who the hell are these dudes? Right. Why are they making all this money? And then it's after that resistance comes the acceptance yeah. uh, part of it, the acceptance phase, and then, and, the then come, and then comes the respect phase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They accept, and then they respect, and then it's like everything is good. Mm-hmm. But I want everybody to know that you know you are going to run into that. Right. You know, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. Unfortunately, you know, some of the resistance that we were catching was good old from the good old boys club. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it wasn't so much, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, but you know, and and again, listen, I, I'm not going to get into anything political right. or, or I'm not even going to say that I believe in like racism, even though obviously it does exist out right. there and everything. Um, I, I've always treated people, um, you know, based off their character, you know, what they show me. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that whether the person is black, white, Chinese, whatever, they, they have always treated me based off my character and my values. You know what I'm saying? So I've had the fort and like, not everybody's been that fortunate, mm-hmm. right? Not everybody's been that fortunate, but I've at least been that fortunate, man. So, um, but you know, you are going to get some backlash from the good old boys club at some point. Yeah. And the good old boys club could be, you know, the IRS. The IRS, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we've heard countless stories. Or realtors. <laughs> or realtors, you know, or whatever, you know. Yeah. But you just got to be ready, man. You got to be ready, you know. Like, it's the cost of doing business, brother. You know, paying taxes, having resistance, you know, at certain levels. Right. Uh, every level that you climb, there's resistance. And then you climb the next level, there's more resistance. You know, and you just keep climbing, you know what I mean? You keep new climbing. Levels, so. New devils. Yeah, new yeah. levels, new devils. And that's why every new <laughs> level takes a new you, you know, because yeah. you got to learn. You got to innovate. So... Uh, back to you, brother. So you went away from the creative financing model for a little bit, not as much as you you know you should have, right? And you started just wilding out marketing and and, and running the wholesale operation. And uh, you reduced your, uh, I said, the book of your business from creative financing down to like 20%, you said, right? Right. Because, you know, in the, so when I, you know, me and my partner came together, you know, and we have a, like a system for like wholesaling, you know, for me to integrate everything, what I was doing, it kind of gets confusing, you know? Um, and so we're trying to find ways to, you know, do that. Cause you know what yep. I mean? Like, yep. all right, let's say if we do creative finance and we do acquire something, does the asset go in the company's name or do we, you know what I mean? when you start to mess with like, how are we gonna do that? Are we ready to integrate those systems yet? Or just like, okay, you know, so that was, yeah, you know, create some confusion. I get it. Yeah, create some confusion. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, I remember uh, the guy that you saw in here, uh, my buddy Jared, right? Mm-hmm. I remember him and I were gonna do a sub two, literally like four years ago, and then I remember uh, one one of the guys from the Good Old Boys Club. You know, he's <laughs> a friend of mine now. Right. This guy is a multi 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 million millionaire guy, Jewish Jewish, you know, white Jewish guy, right? right. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember him telling me and Jared, he, there he was like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't mess with that. You're messing with people's lives. Did you ever hear that? Right? Yeah, for sure. You're messing with people's lives. You're going to be responsible if something goes bad. And, and, and you know what? It's true, though. I, 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 I unfortunately listened. I could have been doing sub twos and creative financing four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I listened because of someone else's fear you know yeah. and that's not in our dna to listen to people you know what i'm saying like yeah, i think the deciding factor is intention and ethics integrity yeah integrity so like i was saying as long as you do it the right way and you intentionally want to help the homeowner right and you stand by what you told them you're going to do yeah. you'll be okay and the business for everybody will be okay 
You okay. see what I'm saying? Okay. But when you get this, these strategies in the hands of slime balls, brother, everybody. This is what I do what fear. This is what I do fear. Just like, because see, real estate has been so good for so long now. The last crash was what twelve years ago. We've never even seen mm -hmm. a healthy market this long, this long yeah. right? Never, ever in its history of real estate. So, real estate has been so good for so long that wholesaling is saturated, right? Mm -hmm. The education business of real estate is saturated. Mm -hmm. And then now you got a bunch, like sub two is the new wave in 2020. You see, everybody's teaching sub two. Everybody's teaching sub two. Everybody. So that is something that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Yeah. Because, you know, real estate goes through these waves, these waves, you know, wholesaling was a wave and it still kind of is a wave, but a, a lot of people just didn't survive, right? Because you run out of marketing dollars and wholesaling, what happens, right? <laughs> Game over. You're out, you're yeah. done, right? You're back to driving for dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so we have to really keep an eye because we do not want the wrong people to ruin you know, what could be so fruitful for so many. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's 2020, I feel like sub two is king in 2020. I promise this. I'm all, all I'm hearing is sub two, sub two, sub two, sub two. That's what I'm hearing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Now, that's a good thing for wholesalers like us and people that are actually taking down properties like us because a lot of people are kind of moving away from that. And, and I get it. It's a smart move because what they're doing is it's less risk, right? Now you're finding a property that's worth 240. And you're, you know, the, the guy owes, you know, 190, whatever. There's not enough room in there for a fix and flip or, or a wholesale. How can you help him? The only way you can help him is creative financing, right? But um, that's actually going to, our territory of wholesaling and fix and flip, you know, finding those, that 5%, mm -hmm. those, those gems in the rough, right? Those diamonds in the rough. That's going to actually increase for us on that side. We just have to be careful with, with the creative financing side because, I feel like everybody and their mom is gonna try to be doing sub twos. Yeah, I'm scared of that. Because it's easier. Contrary. It's easier as far as, it's less expensive. I'm sorry. Less, less it's less expensive. And we all know from the history of real estate uh, or the history of wholesaling, people always take the the least resistant resistance. least resistance. You know? <coughs> mm -hmm. So what do you have to say about that? Um I just like I said, you know, it's an exit strategy. Strategy it allows us to help homeowners when other everybody else would just kind of turn turn away from them. Yeah. Um. But it just can't as long as it doesn't get in the, the hands of slime balls, you know, that you know really take advantage of people. I remember a story a while back ago. A while back, I think the DA. I don't know. No. Who? The uh, attorney general. Yeah, attorney general. Basically, that, like that's that's and the desist, pers you know, first person that would. You know, somebody yeah. just. Took over all these properties, subject to, and guess what they did when they was getting Let them their, all default. Yeah, they just they was getting the money from whoever they put in the property and they or tenant, even paying it, yeah. you know, or wow. their buyer, and they wasn't even paying it, you know, Jeez, wow. and just tear apart all these people's lives, you know. So it's, I mean, it, it's all good as long as people. Uh, I'm sure the guy got caught, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like how, that's general, the other thing when you're doing something wrong. Down. It's like how long, like how, it only lasts how long, long do you think it's gonna last? You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. why you like do the right thing, man. You don't have to be looking over your shoulder, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Let's uh let let's get back to how you left your job. I okay. think people really want to hear that. Yeah, okay. yeah. let's do it. All that. right, so <laughs> go ahead. All right, man. so cool. So um when in in 2014 when I started understanding like these strategies or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, I started to switch the model of what I do, was doing. Is leads came in and it, it, I didn't have to create a big system. It was just me. 
But as leads came in and I went to talk to a seller, you know, you know, I would offer them a, you know, a cash, a cash offer or whatever. Um, but I noticed that if it didn't fit for this transaction, all right, because you remember we were talking about one subject two play is a short term flip, right? Yep. We take it over subject two just long enough, you know what I mean? So you don't have to go pay whatever points lender, down thirteen yep. percent mm-hmm. hard money, right? So taking over subject two just to wholesale it, basically. Yep. All right. And I like that strategy too. Um but I was like, hey, I need because like I said, when I was wholesaling, when I when I wanted to leave, I was thinking like, man, I know I'm able to make $100,000 part-time, but I don't know what was in my head was like, if I leave my job, will I continue to be successful? It was fear, wow. right? I know I'm making $100,000 now on the side, so I'm making a little over $200,000 a year, like two forty. dollars I know I'm making two forty dollars a year, but if I leave my job, I don't know. It doesn't even make sense because you're going to have way more time. more time, 50 to 70 hours a week. I was like, mm-hmm. what if I'm... What if it changes? What if it's not as good? What if I can't find Just any fear. leads anymore? Just fear. It was yeah. fear. Yeah. Straight yeah. up. You know, it was no. fear. So what I wanted to do, cause, but at this time, you know, um, I was like, well, let me, let me replace the income with something that is also secure, right? And that was owning real estate, mm. right? passive income. Mm. And so I was like, you know what? Because people say, what's the best play to quit your job? And it depends. I don't know. Some people say, oh, you need to have 100000 in the bank. Oh, you need to be doing three deals a, uh, a month. You don't know. It, it depends. Different. Some people, it could be like, it's, it's a certain amount of rentals of passive income. Because yep. you got some people that just use their credit and bank financing, and, and they don't wholesale at all. Yeah. They're very successful. Yep. So yeah. it depends. What I wanted to do is I wanted to replace the job income. Mm-hmm. And so the monthly income, yeah, monthly income. It it was a fear play, but I, yeah. I do feel like it was wise. Yeah, you know, because I was like, okay, it's calculated. Yeah, yeah. If I do leave my job, you know, and I do have a family to take care of, what if I, you know, wholesaling is a bus? What if I never did do it another, another deal, deal in my life? Yeah, yeah. Would I be okay? Yep. Because with cash, let's say you put five hundred thousand dollars in the bank, right, and you don't reinvest that money, what's gonna happen? You're to gonna you? spend it. You're gonna spend it. Yep. Old school told me you either running it up or you running out. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> hey, that is, you either running it up this? or you running out. So who I was, was like, this? So I was like, let me keep that. So what I did when the leads came in, I would try to you know quick make a quick wholesale fee. If it didn't fit for a wholesale assignment, I wanted to do it at the sub two, the the quick flip. I wanted to take it over sub two and cash flow. All right, keep it, yeah, and keep it, okay. And when I and I was like, when I get enough of these, you know, plus insurance, right, because insurance when i left of course that went up it's different when you work for a company let me cover all of that and then i'm out insurance is a big thing for uh for people scared. brother when you're making so much money yeah pay for it i i, I pay, pay i pay like 800 dollars for the fam every month like when i, I first i used to pay 50 dollars every other check at my old job you know what i mean like <laughs> man that's let me speak on that since i you know i came out of the world I hear that a lot. People say, well, what do you do my about benefits. insurance? What about my benefits? 401k, what do my I, IRA. What do I do about benefits? What do I do on my insurance? Vision Pay for it. Yeah. Well. Insurance is not exclusive to people that have a job. <laughs> Your premium <laughs> is just higher. Make yes. more money. You yeah. know, yeah. Make more money and pay yeah. for it. That's what pay we do. Pay eight hundred dollars in insurance and live a life of freedom, abundance, and joy. Or pay fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred a year and, <laughs> and work eighty hours a week. Pick, yeah. pick your choice. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. that that's what that was. So that's how I left my job. I, what I did was um is and and it was a, it was a slow thing because I told you in 2014 it really wasn't to 
I wasn't starting trying to lose my. I was still even with 100k. I was, was still. A hobby. It was still just a hobby. Yep. Wow. I got serious about this in in the exit strategy probably about two years ago. Mm. Mm. Honestly, when, when did the business go from a hobby to a business, or when did the real estate go from a hobby to a business? So you know, um, I'm being honest. You guys is uh, you know. Momentum 19 when I left there, that kind of, you know, hit me. I'm like, bro, like, because when I was doing it, you know, watching like the, uh, you know, like the Antonio Edwards and Chris Bruce's, you know, people wasn't, people wasn't just making or it wasn't known to people making hundreds of thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. It would, you know, and this is how I kind of see it. It seemed like the old school generation, like the old school, the old school real estate investors, they were more so of, 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 you know, uh, deal to deal. Yeah, deal to deal, building a portfolio. They so weren't building powerhouses. The new companies. new hustlers came in, and be like, bro, let me take this wholesale stuff and create businesses around it. Mm -hmm. And that's when, within the last few waves, you get this 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 whole slew of people that are forming companies. That are like, bro, we're gonna make a couple hundred thousand dollars a month off just the wholesaling side, right? And so, um, basically, what what I, I started to see that I didn't know people was making that much money in wholesaling. Until momentum. In, until I started hanging around entrepreneurs that were wholesalers. Mm, okay. Prime example, when I was like started to put out content and education, I thought I was really kind of like, bro, like nobody's doing what, what I'm, I'm doing. I'm alone, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, doing yeah, yeah. You were then, killing We've all felt that way. Yeah, and I was like, bro, because like, everybody looking up to me, and then I find people like, what, you made how much this month? Like on uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> You made eighty thousand. Yeah. Let job. me quit my job right now. Yeah. Eighty thousand. So that's when I started. Like, I'm playing with this thing. Mm -hmm. I really could do more. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I was winning. So um, that's when hanging around other entrepreneurs, you know, uh, had me to start. You know, what I mean, being more serious about. And it. I like what you just said, man. When you said I started seeing what was possible through other people. See, you didn't take that as like. As as a how do I say like oh competitive you know co competitive in a, in a negative you know it was more like competition in in, in a in a healthy way right mm -hmm. you're like oh this, this man you know it. like I'll give you an example I think you might have connected with Alex first right maybe through, yeah, yeah right yeah, Bruce, uh, and when you connected with with B how how old were you nine. 19, 20, 20. And you were already well, making... Uh, what, two years ago? Yeah. yeah you were you already 21? had a company. You already yeah, had a company yeah. two years yeah, ago, yeah. right? So yeah. you, see, hits, you hits see, seven, a, see like Alex. Yeah, you see somebody like that, some young cat, and you're like, what? Hold on. You know what I'm saying? And then... <laughs> and then you okay then you see Alex and then you meet me and Sal and then right. you, you know you start meeting a little and bright hustlers high level uh, guys good friend of mine Mac, I met Max you yeah. know what I mean and I was like cause I was I was yeah. comp bro like to majority of people, you're making six figures and you're making six figures on the side, bro. You really kill you're good. Most people don't make a quarter million dollars a Absolutely. year. Absolutely. You yeah, know? Agreed. And so it's funny. I remember uh, we did a pop up in Houston and uh, Max, um, I don't know if you know Scott Oots. Yeah. He was yeah, kind of like talking or whatever. Yeah. And um, and he said, bro, like, why are you still at your job? I'm like, bro, it's a good job and I don't even have to work hard. I just work a I lot of hours. I saw that YouTube video, by the way. And you know what's yeah. crazy? A few months before that, um, I I had spoke to you on the phone three way with Brandon. Ah, uh, yeah. Remember that? Uh huh. I had I, Brandon. Notes. It was yeah. It was yeah. me. It was Brandon Narayin and 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 you, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's when I was telling you, I was like, bro, you gotta quit your job. You gotta quit your job. I I don't know if you remember that. You know? Yeah. I just kept telling you over the phone, but I was telling you because, you know, I've been there. Like I've been there too, where a whole year somebody was telling me to quit my job. You know what I mean? But you know, but I, 
again, back to what you were telling folks, is like you feel that security blanket, but it's a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Because you don't control anything. You don't control your income. You don't control your last day there at the job. You know. Yeah. I, I invite you into this office. You know, Alex. Yeah. It was it was great. You know, working your company, but. Uh, working for us, we appreciate everything you've done for us, but uh, we're moving in a different Bam. direction. Boom, uh, yeah. And now you got to go home to your family. We're downsizing, yeah. So, and that can happen at any time. And by the way, uh, Christian Buys Houses says, I love the YouTube videos you do, Brian. So, thank you, Christian. I haven't looked at you. you. Are you pretty active on YouTube? I'm not, but I'm about to turn up, man. I, hey. I got like 20 videos, bro. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel it. you have, I, I, I don't, I feel and know you have a gift that. People gravitate you, energy. gravitate towards you, energy, naturally. No, it's energy. Appreciate it, bro. They're, it's energy. Like, it's, you're it's, a, it's not you're, force. You're a quiet, confident person. And people quiet, gravitate towards that. You're a quiet, confident person that has a lot of bottled enthusiasm. People, yeah. I like that. The enthusiasm. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I've seen, I've seen the fun side of Brian. Yeah. I've yeah. seen, <laughs> so. I've seen be the observant Brian, where he's just. <laughs> the uh the college he's just the college run <laughs> he's not saying much he's just kind of just watching yeah and then i've seen you know the other side of me where excited excited yeah, like yeah. ready to go I'm you fire. know what i mean yeah, so yeah. so it's good man you're very you're very versatile Appreciate you know and uh, and people are gravitating towards you man and uh i know for a fact that you know again we don't have too many really good sound relationships right there's a lot of colleagues right and things yeah. like that but you we definitely consider you like just like we consider Appreciate keith it, you know keith and donnie ruffin right yeah. it's just beautiful to find a, a good group of people like yeah. that you know in the community yeah, so. genuine and and it's it's not giving playing chess giving coming, exactly right, you know yeah. I mean? uh, this is a strategic plot spoke to donnie this to morning for 30 minutes yeah, yeah while i was on the uh, at the gym i spoke to him for 30 minutes and we were talking about, you know, some of his uh, some of his successes and some of his, you know, some of some of the things that he could have done better uh, mm -hmm. this past 2019. And um, and, you know, he always tells me, hey, brother, how you doing? Is everything good? And same thing. I say, hey, bro, if you need anything, hit me up. I'm there. You know, I'm, I'm a little older than you. Mm -hmm. You know, I may have a little more wisdom here and there just from managing people, you mm -hmm. know, my entire life. And um, and he's like, yeah, he's like, you're right. So. I love having people like that in my corner, you know, just like you and and like the Keith Everett's and Donnie's, you know. Um, it feels good to have that kind of uh, that kind of uh, reach to people, you know. Sure. So, sure. what else? What what other advice would you give people when it comes to creative financing? Uh, bro, man, we could go. We could go hours. So, so that G was give one. Me, give me three. Give me three creative gems, plays. Three creative. Three creative plays. Three gems. All right, the three gems on how you convert. How do you stand? How do you be across from a seller or over the phone and get them to be okay with this agreement. Mm -hmm. Of course, they have to be motivated. That's a given. Even if you just host Boom. That's, I mean, that's a given. Anybody has to be motivated to do a deal with you, right? Because mm -hmm. you're going to need some type of discount, but you just don't need as deep as a discount. It, yeah, when it comes to that strategy. Yep. Trust and rapport. Mm. They have to trust you in order to have any type of long-term, well, any relationship period, even if it was a two-week transaction. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's that, Jim. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a few creative plays that I like. Mm -hmm. it's, a few, it's so many. It's literally no limit to how many you can do. Term. So one is just uh, taking over a property, you know, sub to, you know, t short term so you don't have to get outside funding, no private money, no um, hard money just to capture the spread between the wholesale the well it's not wholesale price but that price and the actual at you so know the ARV yeah 
Yeah. That's one. So short term. So the acquisition price and the ARVs price. Exactly. Yeah. The as is price. Yep. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Because check this out. Sometimes there's a spread. Sometimes you don't have to fix it up. Sometimes you could boom, sub two, put it on the market right there, retail. Because although an investor is looking to purchase the property and they're calculating their repairs and, and, the, and the closing costs on the back end, a owner-occupied buyer, they're usually buying 90, 95% uh, LTV. Yeah. They're usually buying a property. It, it's appraisal value. Absolutely. And they're putting 5% or 3.5% down. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So if you can get that, capture that spread, because a lot of them... They appreciate the discount, and they're even though it's 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 pink tile in the bathroom, they appreciate getting in that nice neighborhood and and not having to pay full retail because mm -hmm. they're like, baby, you know, we could just fix this up later. Yep. yep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So With the see, money we saved. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. you see that spread? And it's a huge yeah, win for I like them that. in that situation. So that's one spread. That's one play, right, mm -hmm. uh, to capture that spread. Another way is, like I was doing to replace the income, is take it over if there is a spread – they're monthly that makes sense right and it has to be healthy enough because what you don't want to do you remember when we talked about i took i said we don't want it to get in the hands of slime balls but mm -hmm. we also want people to be educated when they do this because they could go sub two sub two take over all these subject twos all these properties go vacant another you you got to have oh, cash and reserves yeah bro i remember uh Last year, I picked up four sub twos within the net. It was just like they was falling on my lap. Just like <laughs> I picked up four sub twos, and that's not a, a ton, right? But it was four sub twos within like a, a, a six-week period. And, you know. Were they all vacant? They were all vacant. Yeah. Oh, they were all vacant. So you got to come up with the, the mortgage money. Yeah, so yeah. for the average person that's that looking sure. to get into this, right, the average wholesaler, they usually haven't built a bunch nope, of capital nope. yet, right? They don't have harm, they don't have none of this. And you go take over, let's say, four mortgages at 1500 bucks. What's that? Uh, you're at like uh, a 6K? 6K. Uh, yeah, yeah, 6K. Yeah, so you have to ask yourself. Are you okay with paying your rent if you don't have a home yet or your mortgage and another $6,000 every single month? Because yeah. mm -hmm. you better not miss a payment. Uh, you done. better not miss a payment if you shook that person's hand and said you was going to pay their mortgage. You ruined Are you ready? Life. Yeah. So, so people don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. Until that property is occupied, you're taking those care All of those payments. Risks. Agreed. And that's why people should not just... Be jump quick to it. jump on a sub two if they can't afford to at least make that payment for a few months. A few months. A few months. Four months. Would you say four months? Four is months. Good? Yeah, four months. Per property. Because they can really ruin somebody's life, including their own. I mean, they, someone's going to get sued. You know what I mean? Bro, yeah. you, you go tell that seller you're going to do this, and then they get called from the bank. They're going into foreclosure. Foreclosure. You think that they're not going to serve you with papers? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. absolutely. If they could afford it. And they have they have a copy of, of contracts and stuff like that. that. So, yeah. so with all that said, your number one go-to for a new wholesaler or new individual looking to get into real estate, would it be wholesaling? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Because you got to have reserve. When you get in that field, you got to have reserves. Yep. Right? Vacancies yeah, happen. And let's say you don't, you know, sell on financing. You got repairs and stuff like that. But... Let's go back to these creative plays. One is the short-term sub-two flip, right? Yep. Okay. Other is the uh, sub-two to cash flow, right? Yep. Um, another, let's say it, Let's say the seller wants $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, right? What we do is if we don't want to front that money, we'll put that in the second position and finance that. And if the there's enough cash flow, the cash flow will take care of that first mortgage 
and that cap and that note, that fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. That's beautiful. So we'll retail pay the equity that the seller wants over time. Mm -hmm. So retail buyer pays both. Double, double win. Super mm. leverage. For cash right? flow. Mm. For cash flow. But Love it. it. It has to have enough cash flow that it, it, you know, it makes yeah. sense. How does yeah. that conversation look like? Like, hey, I'm not going to front you the money, but this is what we're going to do. No, well, he does front them the money because he gets a loan in the second position, right? No, I don't get a loan. Oh, are you no. paying them in payments every month? Yeah, okay, yeah. that makes From sense. From the retail. So, so, yeah. so I can give you $10,000 and take over your mortgage payments. Yep. Or, but, but if it, the numbers don't make sense for me to give you 10000 okay, Mr. Seller, I can give you $10,000 over, over this the amount course of time. Of, yeah. But I'm what, not really paying. Or I can like give you five k now and right five k now and then the rest over this amount of time. Boom. Yeah. You see creative, creative, you do all creative, kind of creative, creative. What does yeah. the time look like? Break it down so it makes sure you cash flow. So let's say a twenty thousand dollar note. You break that in sixty payments. Sixty payments is five years, right? Mm -hmm. yep. What does that come out to? Like three thirty three a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll trust your number. Okay, or ten thousand dollars. You take ten thousand dollars and you break that over sixty payments. Probably gonna be like a. I don't know, maybe a hundred and something. Yeah, a hundred and yeah. something bucks. Yeah. If your cash flow can, you know, afford that, cover and, both. And then eventually, kind of like on that fifteen-year uh, term, it's the same thing. Eventually, that little note in the second position to that seller is going to get paid off, mm -hmm. and your cash flow might go from three hundred back up to five. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And then back up to like eight mm -hmm. when that underlying mortgage is paid off. So when that first mortgage is paid off, first, first fun game, fun game to be in. Yeah, it's Just exciting. Gotta be, you got to be right. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, by the way. Do you generally sell if whenever you because you're keeping some or a lot, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whenever you have to flip like a sub two, do you generally sell it to another investor or an end user, like an owner occupant? I usually like to stay in the middle of the transaction and cash flow. I would rather make a hundred thousand dollars off of one deal if I can than make just a little ten. Ten, fifteen thousand. Now, when you say a hundred thousand dollars in one deal, you mean long term. Over, long term. Yeah, yeah. Long term. Okay. It's not sexy. It's gonna you know? be like thirty years. It's not, it's not Lamborghini money, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's why it's kind of like the get rich slow, but get rich for sure. Yeah. Type no, no, this is approach. this is build wealth. Yeah, build wealth. Yeah, this isn't yeah. the get rich scheme. This is the build wealth build plan. Wealth. Yeah. So, um, I my last option is usually to sell to an investor. Okay, that um, makes sense. To to hold and and step out of the deal, assign it to another investor yeah. because. I can't bank on their integrity. I don't know that makes sense. If because if I don't stay in it and wrap it and and stay in a transaction with a deed of trust, they come they back stop, to bite you. If they stop making the payments, mm -hmm. I just have to watch the house burn down and watch this just crumble, and I can't do anything. Integrity, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. don't have any legal instrument to foreclose on the investor that I signed it to. Yeah. Right. The only thing I can do is maybe be uh, out of uh, pocket and uh, uh, um maybe like try to offer the seller assistance like hey let me coach you through how to take this back but or, you see even, what i'm saying even if they go that route it's like you can you can mitigate risk by doing right initially your, yeah, your first option. being a being a steward of the you know i mean a good steward okay. of the uh transaction my, my next question is if okay so you're keeping them and then you're you're selling those properties to an end user right mm -hmm. owner occupant right how are you how do you because you know most folks buy one to two properties over the course of 30 years how do you keep finding and buyers over and over and over and over because i mean come on now right carlos yes sir you i don't care how y'all scale it right because y'all some of the biggest titans in this business thank you you will never be able to exhaust the amount of people that have twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars laying around under the mattress, and they cannot get financing. 
You know what I was going to tell you? You cannot exhaust that. The the, the need in the marketplace mm-hmm. for that product. Especially right owner now. Financing, especially right especially now. knowing where we grew up. Yeah. That's owner what I was financing. You, yeah. Matter of yeah. fact, if we go right around, I don't know nothing West about Phoenix. Arizona. West if we Phoenix. go right around Arizona, how many properties do you think are, are right now on the market offered owner financing? A lot. A lot. Yeah. Enough? No, enough. no, 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 not not compared to the population. No, no, no. You know no, what I'm saying? No, it's, no. it's more so uh, it's, it's, it's scarce, right? Yeah. Because the majority of owners aren't willing to owner finance properties. They want their money now. They want their money. Yeah. You know? And so that's, it's always going to be a, 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 um, a demand. It's always Absolutely. Gonna, you know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. For that. Plus, a lot of people, like you said, they don't have the resources to really do this. You know what I mean? Well, even this it's is the, the edu- thing. It's the education. The education, but... With that education, you know that you got to have the resources to a resource like money in case, you know, somebody you mm-hmm. need to pay that person's mortgage for a few months. Right. Right. And I understand now when you said I want to stay in the game the entire time because of the end user for uh, forfeits or, you know, Defaults, yeah. or, or, or they they uh, they what's the word that you default? use? If they default, then you're at least involved. You're alerted. And uh, and you step in and, and make it right somehow, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, you know if uh, you stop making payments on a, on a Lambo, right? What happened? Get a repo. Yeah, they take repo. it back just so like a house. So that, because you're holding no. When will you do that? If they default. When? Right? So, so thirty days, sixty days, ninety days. When will you? When will you say? You know what? I'm keeping your twenty percent you gave me, and you, and you're out. Hundred and twenty days. So you're doing a straight for but that. Also, oh, you're paying. You're still paying the person's mortgage. Yeah, but you're letting them go yeah, into foreclosure. You got, you got foreclosure laws, you know. Okay, so so does it have to be 120 days? Because I thought you can put something in terms where you say, you know what, if you default it's 60 days, days yeah. um, I'm taking this property because yeah. that's what a lot of hard money lenders do. Right, right. You just have to, you know, on something like that, you know, we we'll get a little advanced. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we would basically take it over purchase the property and no. you know in a LLC and, and sell the LLC okay. and so now we're under different requirements you oh know? bro you're, we, you're way beyond my if we sell the, right? if, if I sell you the LLC yeah. that owns the property you yeah. can make a creative finance course <laughs> you get us you should if I, I think I think we all need it <laughs> I would, I'd buy it you, you definitely saying? should. Why haven't you made a, a creative financing I, course, bro, man? I, I have one, but bro, like you're not pushing seven, it or what? I got seven employees, bro. I really don't, you know. But this is like I'm, I'm gonna tell you what Alex told me. You know, me. like an internet has courses, courses, courses. I'm really out here I, trying but no to one has a creative, make an adjustment. No, I, I get it, you know. And, and but I'm gonna tell you, like Alex like told me, he said, "Brother, you just gotta make this thing one time and then just let it let it just run, let it, it run. Just cool. make it one time. Put the few weeks into this thing, whatever, and just let it fly." We got about fifteen minutes. Um, man, good, good creative finance talk. Man, I learned a lot. That's what? not even it, man. I learned a lot. <laughs> no, that, oh, that's. <laughs> I'm learning that. a lot, bro. So <laughs> that's much. like three plays, bro. This stuff goes deep, and that's why it's so cool. How many multiple angles or plays do you think that there is? Like fifteen, twenty, ten. Probably about like twelve to fifteen, mm. and then everything else. Is so you're like a Venus flytrap. Yeah. Like once you catch this lead, if you're mo. Wholesaling, you need two things, right? Motivation, equity. 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 Yep. This is what I teach. Creative finance, you need two things. Motivation, flexibility. Mm. Are you flexible with how I get you this money? Mm. Well, we can make a deal work. Mm. 
Mm. And you'll make it, especially with 13, 14 options, you'll make it work. Yeah. I mean, they're going to like one of them, yeah. right? Yeah. And what we normally do is we just, I don't have to sell you on how I can make it work. I'm just going to ask you questions, you know, leading questions, um, and you're going to box out everything, and you're basically going to think it was. People are looking for your app. The anydealapp.com. The, any, the, T-H-E. Any deal. Any deal. Look, you get it? You can do any deal. <laughs> any deal. Can, can we put it down here? Yeah. The, the any deal app.com. Any deal app. Let's go. I got it. What's up? It's getting hot in here. I need some water. I'm just like, no, 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 we're heating it up. Good. Because it's, yeah. it's exciting, bro. Look, he done brought that enthusiasm out of me, man. I, I had to. What's up? What, this is a little deep question, man, but what's the, what's the mission and purpose now in your life at this moment? <sighs> I was gonna ask that too. What really what's uh, what's the next play? What's twenty twenty looking like for Mister Brian Iregbu? Iregbu. Can you Iregbu. can you can we get this right? Ear. Ear. Iregbu. Like Iregbu. you're rigging something. Iregbu. Iregbu. Boo. Boo. Iregbu. 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 We got it. We got it. Y'all got that? Okay. So what's twenty twenty looking like for Mister Iregbu? You know, I'm still. Searching for uh, more of a, a stronger chip, a, a stronger burning desire, you know, why, to, just to be honest, you know. Mm. Um, but, you know, for right now, because more so goals, you know, I, I try not to, you know, make, you know, selfish, but I, I just don't want to BS you to be like, I got really a, would you, you know, Would you just call it growth? More growth? Yeah, man, just, for, you, I got this from Alex, uh, you know what, uh, you said, um uh, um, Brother, God's, God, Alex is you know, a monk. Yeah, our, I don't know if you knew that. God's gift to us is life. What we do it is our gift back to Him. Mm. Right? Mm. That's how you know you're profound when somebody mm -hmm. remembers something you said. You know. Mm. Um, so, biggest thing is reaching, r reaching potential, and not wait. You know the story of the talents in the Bible. Mm -mm. You familiar no, with it? No. Uh -huh. Just Google story of the talents in the Bible. So, it, really, just being able to make something out of. What God has given me, right? Okay. Okay. And another thing is to inspire the people along the way. God, you don't know how good it feels. I remember we did a Houston pop-up. Um, this was the first one I did, you know, with Max. Somebody came to me and was like, just a random guy, like, after the pop, he said, bro, I just want to thank you, man. I want to thank you. And I said, what? He said, bro, I made, like, $40,000 off mm. of, you know, this strategy or something. He said, bro, like. He my said, life changed. And then he said, nah, bro, you saved my marriage. Damn. Oh, that's like, powerful. I got goosebumps. You know, so that's, that's hearing beautiful. hearing that, you know what I mean, hearing stuff like that, that that, that feeling that you get feels better if if somebody gave you a know, genie bottle and said, "Hey, snap your fingers and get another $10,000 in your bank or fulfillment." Or do or get that feel somebody come sure. to you genuinely that's, and give you that. And it's kind of like, "Bro, I want to choose that. It feels good." That's purpose. So, yeah. You're yeah, you're 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 serve you're serving and because you're now you're like you're walking in purpose, you know what I mean? And and that's why like uh I learned this from uh, a guy named Aaron Bevins who read uh Ray Dalio's uh principles, principles right? Mm -hmm. He talks about like these three phases of, you know, on your way to success or success. Right. The first one is sur survi survival, survival yeah. which we all went through, right? Survival. Right. You know, trying to get it, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to trying to go get it, trying to find it. Then the second stage is status, right? 
Look at me, look at me, look at I'm the. Uh. Some people never make it past that second yeah, stage, brother. Status. I promise. Yeah. Their ego, their their ego, ego, their arrogance, their pride. They never get past the look at me stage. I am great. You got to look at me, right? You got you got to look at me. You got to be wanting to be a part of whatever I'm doing. That's to me. That's the most disgusting stage, by the way. And I'll explain. Yeah. That's stage two. Stage three is purpose. So I think you're already in. You're living your purpose. You're you're past the, those stages. And and uh, I know we 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 had a very uh, emotional conversation. Yeah. At, at momentum and and uh, man, it's just like I don't. I've never. I've never. Uh, I'll be like honest. Like at at that moment, I've never had such a, an emotional, passionate talk with anybody. But that appreciate one conversation. it, bro. Yeah. Wow. And uh, because it was just like God was just trying to tell me, like, yeah, tell this man this. Tell and 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 I uh, I I'd like to think that that was uh, for both of us like absolutely that reaffirmed and strengthened the fact that it's not just about us, <laughs> it's not just about us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at, at this time, because I want Alex to tell it, because I don't want to touch touch it up. You know, I mean, this was at the mixer. You know, what I mean, kind of. You know, we was outside. You know, yeah. kinda having a little drink, and you know, at this time, of course, I'm still at the job, and you know. And of course, you know, I'm still thinking of like, hey, how can I make more money but keep the security? How can mm -hmm. I keep the boat? You know what I mean? But still make more money. Like, <laughs> yeah. like bro, just get, jump off the plane. And so Alex was basically like, by you not taking that leap, you know, there's so many people missing out. Oh, you said that? Suffering. Yeah, bro. Like, it was like, bro, like, that is that. That's, like, bro, like, he's teared up. I teared up. And that's I'm like, too you know, profound. you still had to start blinking faster, bro. Yeah. Because like, yeah. it was real. It was like, bro, like, by you standing at your job, how many people, how many people won't get inspired by the move that how you made? How many marriages are yeah. you not saving? How, how many lives, how many are, you lives are you not and, saving? And just going to that level, how many more people can you take care of, do more for? Serve. And, and, yeah, serve. And, serve and, and and that was that was powerful i was like wow, i can tell wow. brother this is the thing right so i don't know if you know this but um the way that alex myself and sal are designed right mm -hmm. like our design is we can we can see through bullshit right and i know for a fact that when i look at you i see humility i see servanthood spirit of peace i see i see peace joy and i see joy i see love purpose this is brother we why, why do you think we're, we're very selective with who we yeah. talk to where we are you know who we serve right because because of that reason we don't want to disturb our peace and right. our energy so i'm telling you people like you people like keith you guys are serving man like yeah you guys you guys don't have a bad bad bone in your body you know what i mean yeah you guys don't have a bad bone. Like if someone's like, you know, if someone gave you 5K and they're like, hey, B, I don't think you served me right. You'll be like, here, man. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. right? Here. Go, be like, gone, right? I'm like, what are you right? doing, bro? You're exactly. pushing away money. I'm like, exactly. nah, but uh, here, here's your money yeah. back. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I love that, man. And, and it, it, we need more we need more leaders, not only in our industry, but in the world that are like that. Really? How much better is the world going to be when we have true servants that are that right. come from a humble you know humble place you know world what i'm saying changers. world changers that's the new word we're using <laughs> we want we want to surround ourselves with world changers man you know I dig it, and uh and i think that doing it. thank you brother i think it, i think thank you're, you you're one of them and i feel like the calling is has been 
It's been. What did you just say? You said I'm about to. What do you say? I'm about to. I'm about when I said. Uh, when I was talking about like his his social media and his course. Turn up. He's I'm like, like oh, I'm about to turn up right now. Because <laughs> you you you've seen the impact. Like, yeah, we've had countless conversations with those that we've impacted mm -hmm. that like you just sometimes you just can't believe like i really did that yeah i really like like you really yeah like people really will be at their house just like people watching you know loving hip-hop watching you and following your instagram absolutely for for and that's for and, clues and, on and and, and and it's so crazy because we'll get so caught up you know you know people get so caught up in like selling and marketing or whatever and not knowing that the people on the other side they're really trapped in a place sometimes or really searching for growth and they're really trusting you to to help them out so let me ask that's, you this that's, that's let me ask you it this very deep do you feel like you're protected i do by god i, I do do you yeah, feel like yeah. you're protected absolutely okay because this is something we learned from charlie right yeah he says, because I'm protected, I'm able to give love, right? Because if you feel protected, you're not in that fight or flight mode. You see? You're not in fear. You're not in fear. Because you know God got you. You know, God God, God yeah. has you, right? And when you're protected and you're not in fear, fight or flight, then you're giving out love, right? You're giving out love. And by you giving out love, you receive blessings. And by you receiving blessings, you're able to... Give blessings. Give bless, blessings. Others. bless others. And, and, and you see, it. this is, uh, he calls it the quantum, uh, the quantum what? The infinite, quantum loop. Infinite. The infinite loop or something, right? It's the like, so it goes like, I'm protected, so I give love. I, I, I give love, I receive blessings. I receive blessings, I bless others. I, and in my and then because I bless others with more, more blessings, I'm more protected. Therefore, I'm giving to I'm able love. to give more love. You see, yeah, so it just goes back. It just yeah. goes back and forth, back and forth. I don't know if you follow Charlie, but that man is he, he's something else. He's a, he's special. a special spirit, man. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm so glad, brother, that you you know, God willing, you know, 2020, like you said, you know what, 2020 is my. I, I, We're gonna turn up. Yeah. You're gonna turn it up. <laughs> it's gonna be a year of growth for you. And what I want to tell the audience, if they have any questions, we'll go like two to five minutes of questions. But what I also want to tell the audience is, please, um, what is somewhere they can follow you at? Uh, what House, is it? House, House Buying Brian, Brian on Instagram. House Buying Brian yep. on Instagram. And Brian Arigbu on YouTube. Okay, there you go. Right there. How, do you have his uh, his credentials up? I mean, his, yep. uh, his ads? Okay. Uh, House Buying Brian on Instagram, and uh, you can also find his YouTube, House Buying Brian on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I mean, this man is full of just years of creative financing knowledge, and you know, and now he's stepping into the whole. You're a smart dude. You catch on quick. You're a sponge. You know what I mean? Appreciate so, that. so that means you. I mean, God willing, you are going to be a. You're already changing lives. You're already impacting lives. God willing, very soon you'll be called to change the world. You know, <laughs> God willing. Brother, we got to think bigger, and yeah, that's right, what right. him and I. We had a spiritual, we had a spiritual getaway this past weekend, right in San Francisco, yeah. and it, it just it just hit me like, okay, you know what? We, we people like us mm -hmm. that are true servants of the people need to serve at a much higher level, and that means you got to start you got to start serving the world, Duty right? Responsibility. That is the purpose that you were given. That is the anointing. So, um, any questions, guys? I mean, it looks like. Okay, real quick. I know we got to wrap it up, but um, so you always record the deed at the courthouse. 
Do you always do you always record a deed at the courthouse? You do the title company. Mm-mm. Yeah. So this one that I'm closing. Uh, what, what's today? What day? Do we, uh, I don't know. Bro. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Twenty ninth. Okay. So if we don't close this week, <laughs> it's, it's, too. we don't close this week. It's next week. That one actually, we're closing at the title company. So the deed uh, on the, on the, the on the uh, on the acquisition and disposition side is going to be done. Uh, at the uh, title mm. company, okay. basically closing on the front end in the morning and closing on the back end later that afternoon. Okay. Um, do you have do title agencies service? Who do you use to service your these these sub twos? So the note. Yeah, the note. So notes. Texas Mortgage Capital. Fred Hobbs is the owner of that company. Um, he's actually a residential mortgage. Does loan. he only do Texas? No, I mean, I'm not sure because I, I haven't done anything. I'm sorry. He's the he underwrites. You know. I'm sorry. He underwrites when we uh, we send Oops. them uh, the, um, all the paperwork mm-hmm. for our buyer. Um, as far as serving it, we use Mills Escrow. Mills Escrow. Yeah. Okay. Mills Escrow. So those are, those are some good resources for for Texas. Yeah. But um, okay. Okay. Anything else, brother, that you would like to tell Any the uh, audience for anybody? Yeah. Oh man, uh, let go. Which camera? Which camera? Which camera? Which? Middle camera. Middle camera. Uh oh man, just take the leap. You know, mm. you uh, take the leap. If you uh, fast forward your life 30 years from now, you're not going to regret the risk you take. You're going to re- regret the things you didn't try. <laughs> I love sure. that. Amen. I love that. Yes, Amen. That's about it. All right. Well, Mr. Mr. B. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it, boss. Thanks. Guys, yes, sir, man. much love. Episode 44. Peace. Mr. Peace. Brian, we'll see you soon. God, God bless you. Yes, sir.